Primrose and Terry in the Shed. Yes, the podcast that gives you a little insight into our social distance lives based in rural central Bedfordshire. It gives Primrose an activity to do as part of her home learning as well. I'm Terry and with me is Primrose. Hello, Prim. Hello. Primrose, did you know this podcast is now available on all the platforms? Well, most of the platforms. <laughs> so I know that I know that you don't necessarily uh, look up podcasts on your own devices very often, slash you've never done that. But I've noticed that Google Podcasts now have our podcast. How does that make you feel? Good. Why? Because I want more and more people to listen to our podcast because it's fun for me. What to have to have an audience? Yeah, to have an audience. And why should people listen to our podcast? Um, because um, you're looking into us, um, different person's lives, and you're um doing different things to us probably, because you've got schoolwork, so you're doing a schoolwork, and 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 we want to hear what you're doing as well. That's kind of the point, isn't it? We we want that interaction, so we always want to hear from people. Quick reminder: How can they get in touch, Primrose? It's primroseterryshed at gmail.com. Yes, primroseterryshed at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, and that is facebook.com forward slash primroseterryshed. The website that the podcasts get uploaded to is our Podbean site, which is primroseterryshed.podbean.com as well, uh, where you can see all our artwork as made by Stu Elvin that Primrose uh, helped to choose and, and, and picked out from all the, the things that Stu came up with. Do you like our logos, Primrose? Um, yeah, I do. And and the orange colour was very much your idea, wasn't it? Yeah. Lovely. Primrose, did you know as well, this, this podcast is being now scheduled, time of recording, this is the plan, it's being scheduled by the Radio Lab student managers, so that's the radio station that Daddy helps to, to look after at the University of Bedfordshire. They're going to schedule this podcast series into, into the Radio Lab schedule. Ooh. What do you think of that? Good. Why is that good? Because it's just good. It's basically an answer. You get what I mean? Oh, never mind. Um, we'll just talk about that later. It will certainly uh, give you a, a Luton-based audience, Primrose. Coming up on today's podcast, um, we have Primrose's riddle. Oh, yeah, my riddle. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about Hermione... My hamster. That's right, your hamster, Hermione. We're going to have on the phone today Primrose's Welsh friends, Luca and Finn. Finn. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Topic two is your favourite foods and drinks, Primrose, and I'll be interested to see what your answers are. You're already making me hungry, I can see that fridge and I think something's in there. And yes, a reminder, we are sat next to a fridge here where some of those favourite foods get stored. Uh, Your emails and messages, we'll make time for them uh, as well, we will be having a book review, um, as as we try to do in every episode. And Primrose, can you tell us which book you'll be reviewing today? Today I'm reviewing Goth Girl and the Wuthering Fright. Goth Girl, which is part of the Goth Girl series by Chris Riddle, um, which uh, you might be familiar with. We've certainly got some things to say about that. We'll be giving you the riddle solution. We'll have Mummy in the Garden, as ever. Uh, and that's about it. We have a riddle, uh, this is a relatively new feature, a riddle in every podcast, and, and the riddle will be read by Primrose, and the answer will be revealed later on. Okay. So, can you reveal what to, today's riddle is, Primrose? 
What's really easy to get into and hard to get out of? Say that again. What's really easy to get into and hard to get out of? That sounds riddlicious, Primrose, and we'll be revealing what is easy to get into and hard to get out of. Everything begins with is what you say. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be revealing the... I told you! <laughs> We'll be revealing the solution to the riddle a little later on. I told on, you. A little later on in the podcast. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about Hermione the hamster now. Uh, Hermione, Primrose, named after who? Hermione Granger. Who is? Harry Potter. From Harry Potter, of course. So, uh, Hermione the hamster. And, and how did Hermione come into our lives? For Christmas. Yes, a hamster apparently is for Christmas and for its short lifespan as well. Do you know how long hamsters live, Primrose? About one year. More two years, we reckon. Yeah, two years. So it's quite long. Well, yeah, all relative, I suppose. Um, so Hermione the hamster, uh, maybe you can tell listeners about the hamster, what she looks like, what um, she's like. She's got um, white um, and golden fur. Mm-hmm. She's got very long whiskers. She's got light pink nose, not a dark pink nose. Yeah. And she's got a study tail. Uh, a study tail? And she's a Syrian. Yes, a Syrian hamster, important. Like Sirius Black. Not, not like Sirius Black from Harry Potter. So, is Hermione the hamster she play for? What does she do to pass the time? Bites fingers, shout out to Poppy Bingley. She did bite Poppy Bingley's finger. She's yes. our um, headmistress's daughter. Yeah, that that wasn't Hermione's finest that, moment, to be no. honest. Because uh, <laughs> poor Poppy had a bleeding finger. So yes, if you stick your finger in the cage, she might bite it, that's what we <laughs> I know. I think it's a big sausage. What does uh, what does Hermione like to do and what's her, what are her favourite things? Destroying sweet corn as soon as we put it in her cage. Her okay. limit is one minute. Okay, so explain what that means. So what sort so of sweet corn do we, we put, put in? we put um, dried sweet corn. Like a whole... Uh, yeah, uh, like a whole dried sweet corn. A whole, curve, yeah. whatever you call it. And then as soon as we put it in, she's like, I'm going up there. Get the sweet corn... Yum. Yep, it's rip- gone in like one minute. She rips the corn off. Like, <laughs> and then she does never eat it. And, and what do her pouches look like when she's doing that? <laughs> <laughs> she, she basically doubles in whip because she puts all the sweet corn in her pouches. Because maybe you have to explain. why do, ham- do hamsters have special pouches? Yes, they have pouches in their cheeks to store their food. Yeah, and then how does she get the, how does she get the stuff out again? With her little... Pause. Yeah. She pushes her cheek. Yes. And then she goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what she does up. to um, her bedding. And and so um, where does she put the food when she's spitting it back out somewhere? In a food store. Which it, is where she eats poo. <laughs> she eats her own poo. Yeah, but but where does she put the food? I mean, we'll come to the in eating her bed. Poo. In her bed. Yeah, and yeah. then she poos in her bed, and then she eats it. So she eats a- her poo. Yeah, you've, you've said. Um, in, in her cage, what uh, corners does she have? She has a wee corner. Oh. No, basically all of her corners are wee filled. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She has a wheel. Mm. She has a worm corner. She likes eating bird worms. Yes, you're right, she does. She likes eating dried worms. Yep. And then having smelly wheeze. <laughs> that look like... 
that looks like rotten milk and they smell like rotten milk. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Hamster wee. And until you get a hamster, you don't really um, quite appreciate how bad their wee <laughs> smells. It's pretty pretty rotten. The yeah, poo's fine. Poo. Their poo is fine. The poo, poo is odourless and pellety <laughs> and, and like completely okay. Like if any poo falls, you just pick it up with your finger. It's not really a problem. But the, the wee, wee is, is different. Different <laughs> levels of yuck. <laughs> if you were going to give people maybe a recommendation, would you recommend they look after a hamster? Um, yes, I would because they are very amusing. Oh, um, if you get a dwarf hamster, mm. you can possibly keep two together in one cage if they do not fight, but Syrians you've got to keep in separate rooms. And why do you have to keep them in separate rooms? Otherwise they'll... I don't want to say it. What? Eat each other? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what happened when we dropped the Sylvanian <laughs> toy in, in her mind? I dropped one of my toys in Hermione's playpen and she started eating it. Hermione really attacked that. <laughs> like, it looked a bit like another hamster and, and she was not happy. It was, yeah. it was, she was a terrifying beast. It took all of Daddy's power of treat persuasions to get to get Hermione off that Sylvanian. And I don't think the Sylvanian's ever been quite the same since. Okay, now it's time for the bit in the podcast where we call someone. Yes, we use our telecommunications technology uh, and uh, we're going to speak to someone on the phone and today it is primrose's welsh friends luca and, and finn. finn and uh, before before we oh could i call, sing pembro happy city well yeah we can but I before we sing it right now well before we do that let's just quickly right explain now. to the listener why we're, like these people are in our lives mummy's friend sarah has two boys luca and finn they live in the uh, outskirts of cardiff we'll talk more about that um, and, and they will be not able to go to their schools either at the moment. Now, Primrose. could I sing Pembro Happy City? They, they sing Happy Birthday this in is, Welsh. This is Happy Birthday in Welsh. Okay. Pembro Happy City, Pembro Happy City. Shall we ask? Pembro Happy City, Primrose, Pembro Happy City. <laughs> well, lovely. But, um, let's ask those guys about it, because they actually can speak a bit of Welsh. So if we uh, hit call now and see if they answer... See what happens. Okay. Okay. They might be asleep. You never know. No, we don't know. No, we don't know. No. Oh. Hello. 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 It's it's Primrose and Terry here. Hi. Hi. Hello. Can you hear us? Yes. Is that Luca or is that Finn? I can't tell. Is Luca here? Hello, oh, that's Luca. Luca. And uh, thank you for taking our call. Primrose, how exciting. We're talking to someone in a different country right now. Yeah, that's actually quite interesting. Have you learnt any new bits of Welsh? <laughs> well, just just before yeah. um, just before just this phone before call started, we were talking yeah. about you singing Happy Birthday in I Welsh to did. Primrose. I did. Yes, but he didn't hear that. Yeah, he didn't hear that because <laughs> he was in the middle of doing it. Do, do you learn a lot of Welsh at school, Luca? Yes. Sometimes it gets a bit boring, but we do learn a lot. And and what sort of um, what sort of words do they they teach you in Welsh? Then and, and all the um, sentences, just like. Words. Okay. How to count? Counting. Yes. And how do you like like a bit? Sorry to test you, but like basic counting in, in Welsh, like one, two, three. What what would that be? In die tree. Oh, 
In Dai Tree. In Dai Tree. <laughs> Lovely. Whereabouts do you live, Luca? Um, we live in Cardiff, yeah. in Rabina. In somewhere like Cardiff, are there a lot of people that are speaking in, in Welsh? Um, there's probably more people who are speaking English, but there's a couple of people who speak Welsh. Do you know whereabouts in Wales they speak more Welsh? Um, probably it... up in the Bre- yeah. probably up in the Brecon Beacons and yeah. like the little villages. Yeah, probably okay. up there somewhere. We've been on holiday around there, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Luca, tell us a little bit about how uh, how life's been for you the last couple of weeks, because I'm assuming you've not been at school either. No, no, it's good. It's good. It gets a bit boring, but it's good. What's Shame what? I can't see my friends, though. Yeah, that's the same with Primer, isn't it? Do you... Yeah, and the Zoom meetings we now have are kind of getting yeah, a bit boring. Yeah, yeah. Are you having Zoom meetings and, and, and those sorts of Skype calls as well? Yeah, And so who, who do yeah. you talk to with, with those? It's mostly my friends, but we talk to our granny and granddads and co- our cousins and, you know, family. Yeah, and it's not quite the same, but hey, I mean, a few years ago that wasn't possible, mm. so at least it's something, I suppose. What what sort yeah. of activities are you doing at home then during the school hours? There's this um, website mm. called The Hub. It's a Welsh website. And all our teachers play, like, post work up on The Hub and we like go onto it and then we do that work online. We we use Twinkle. Yeah, Primrose is using That's stuff an English Twinkle. That's an English device. Yes, yeah, so it's like... But a... we don't actually use any of it. Well, We've only done three sheets of school work. Primrose, don't say that out loud. School might be listening. <laughs> and so what sort of work are the school setting you on the hub, Luca? It's just like maths games, um, spelling. Sometimes we, like it says, like, make a PowerPoint on Greek gods and, uh, yeah, history. Normal school work. Okay. What, what year are you in at school, Luca? Year five. Year five. So that's what year five are doing at the moment, Primrose. So, Luca, is Finn with you as well? Yeah, Finn's yeah. here. Are you Hi. there? Hi, Finn. And, and, and so what, what year at school are you in? Year three. Year three. So that's just one year ahead of you, Prim. And, and so are you doing, is it similar for you? Do you have the hub and, and telling you what to do? Yeah. Okay. And what, mm-hmm. sort, of, what sort of stuff are they getting you to do schoolwork-wise? Victorian PowerPoints. Victorian PowerPoints? I love Victorian. <laughs> I love history. It's probably my favourite subject at school. I'm, I'm assuming that means a PowerPoint about Victorian history rather than uh, PowerPoints from the Victorian times. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be very odd if you had to do well, Victorian. Well, I don't, I don't think they had PowerPoints back then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think they had computers, really. I imagine you're not just sitting at the computer all day. Yeah, we probably do sit at the computer all day. <gasps> not all day. And Got what, breaks and... Tell us about what you do in the break times. We go outside, we play football, maybe, or, you know, just play outside. Okay. When it's sunny, that is. Yeah, and you've got a, you've got a nice big garden where you can play outside, so that's yeah. probably where you go. What do you do when you get your one bit of exercise? Um, we normally go because we've got the woods at the top of our road. We normally go up the woods. We go walk around the golf course that's nearby, oh. which is good. So Collect you, golf balls. It's it's of course it's the Easter holidays now. You, yeah. Are you not doing schoolwork? What are you doing instead? We're not. We're not. We're not doing any schoolwork. Okay. So what sort of fun things have you been doing today? Um, we make it. We're doing a bit of knitting. We're doing a bit of coding. What? Make pom poms. Hang on, knitting and coding. Coding. Yeah. What's... Coding. We do coding. What sort of coding? HTML. We got this like website. This oh. is good. Primrose, that sounds very clever. HTML coding. We've got um a different type of coding. 
You're telling me from Rose that at school you do computer coding. Yeah, sometimes. And 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 meanwhile in Wales they're doing HTML coding. Yeah, we do sometimes. We do not just HTML. Sometimes. We're doing a um, bit of JavaScript to make like ja- games and stuff. It's fun. JavaScript. That's the sort of stuff. That, see, I went when I went to university. One of my um, one of my housemates, a guy called Scott, who I'm still very good friends with. Hello, Scott. He lives in New York now. Scott used to do computer science at university, and when we used to uh, make fun of him, we'd make fun of the fact that he understood what JavaScript was. And now you're learning it in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> How times have changed. And you're knitting as well, though. That's that's kind of interesting and important. Yeah. I'm so, going to start my knitting kit soon. Uh, yeah, well, you've got knitting kits. I've that's got true. loads of knitting kits. Yeah, Daddy doesn't have the slightest clue on how to knit, so I maybe do. I need to get tips off, it's, off it's, Luca um, and Finn. You've got there's cross stitch and there's daisy stitch. There's a lazy daisy stitch. Oh my goodness! That's um, in the shape of the daisy. This has definitely been Mummy's domain thus far in life. Is this what I need to do whilst I'm whilst I'm not going into work? Learn how to use needles and threads um it's not like jumpers and stuff we're like making pom-poms pom-poms yeah like, ray made pom-poms, pom-poms for me oh yeah well that's true we've got we've got a neighbor uh, opposite us who is really good at um cross stitching and, and knitting so Lindsay, hello to you and uh, you often knit us nice little things so that's brilliant excellent yeah uh, he, she knitted dark pole or was it I can't pole she, dark or she, dark pole. She knitted pole dark for mummy, yes. Because mummy likes pole, pole dark. <laughs> it's pole dark. I can't tell the difference. Daddy sometimes calls him dark pole, but it's pole dark. <laughs> um, the pole that's dark. It's a, t- it's, a, it's a book and a TV programme with a, a good looking man with dark hair. Whatever you say. Mummy's favourite. Yeah. He wants to marry. <laughs> she wants to marry. Yeah, if, if Daddy wasn't on the scene, Pole Dark would, would be there. Anyway, um, so that's got nothing to do with this. The main, the main thing is, um, Luke and Finn, thank you for talking to us today. It's really interesting finding out what you're getting up to. And are you getting back to the, the knitting and the coding after this phone call? Um, well, we're going to have a snack first, but yeah. Oh, tell, tell us, we're, we're hungry. What sort of snack are you likely to have? Um, Scott, some lemon drizzle cake that our granny has made for us. <sighs> Which is really nice. Oh. should we get a snack off? Banana cake. Yeah, we have got banana cake. Chocolate banana cake. Yeah, all right. You've inspired us. We're going to get some cake uh, <laughs> before we record the Chocolate next bit. Chocolate banana cake. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Luca Finn, really so much for your time. And thank you for listening to the podcast as well. It's oh. really it's really good, the podcast. Oh, well, we nice. really appreciate your, your listening to it. That's lovely, isn't it? We really like yeah. music too. Oh. <gasps> That's all primroses. Thanks, because I did get quite out of path I needed. When you were blowing, few, yes. when you were blowing on those instruments. <gasps> <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Speak bye. Again. Bye. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye. 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 After all that talk of lemon drizzle cake, we went and just had a snack in that uh, break period. What did we just eat? We ate chocolate banana cake. And who made that? Me. You! Well, the reason I was asking you about the cakes and and things like that um, is because our next topic that you chose for us to discuss is regarding favourite foods and drinks. Um, and, And I thought this would be interesting because... 
your favourite food seems to change, and that's understandable. Quite a lot. Yeah, because there's lots of nice food. I change my foods. Well, frankly, if someone said to me you can only have one meal for the rest of your days, I'd struggle with that. I've got two meals I could eat. I've got chips and pesto and pasta. <laughs> chips is not a meal. Yes, it is. Chips with pesto and pasta. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The chips. combination. Chips. Of the two. You've never had chips with pesto and pasta. It sounds nice. <laughs> I don't think it's a balanced diet. No, but it tastes nice. And when you have pesto and pasta, what colour pesto do you like? I like red pesto and. Red pesto is the ham one, the ham uh, chicken tomato. one. Oh, what, you like red pesto when you've got ham and chicken pasta? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then I like um, green pesto, just normal. With the spinach and ricotta, because yeah. the pasta you like is the filled pasta, isn't it? When I was your age, Primrose, pasta was not something we had very often, and I think it would be, uh, I'm going to probably embarrass my mum, Nanny Jew, here, by saying the way that she would serve pasta on a plate was basically like it was on the side of a plate, almost like rice was. It was like the carbohydrate that you could occasionally dip into. And it, not really how you're supposed to eat pasta. It's like plain pasta on the side of the plate. And and it wasn't until a few years later that I, I, I understood that um, pasta was supposed to be consumed with like sauces and things on it. What sort of pasta do you like the most? Tortellini. Yeah. What what other sorts of pastas do you like? Spaghetti. Why do you like spaghetti? Because it's stringy. It looks like a worm. <laughs> yes. I eat worms. Yeah, and tagliatelle, same sort of thing. Tagliatelle is not very nice. What? It's yeah, the same thing. We, know, we never get to eat spaghetti too much. Well, yeah, we tend to have tagliatelle more than spaghetti. Yes. We like the last time I can remember having spaghetti was nine hundred and eighty days. No, no. Nine hundred and eighty weeks ago. No, that's that couldn't possibly be true, Primrose. You weren't born then. <laughs> um, but I, I understand the point you're trying to make. In in that uh, spaghetti, standard spaghetti is not something we have very often. Do you know what sort of foods Mummy would like to eat the most? Yes. What? Sourdough. Sourdough bread. Crackers and ham. What What did Mummy make the other day, which we enjoyed oh, eating yeah, for dinner? Crumble. Well, oh, she does like making crumble. Yeah, puddings. Whoa. Crumble's one of that. Anything with custard, Primrose, I'm on. I'm on that. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my favourite. I love custard. Yeah, who doesn't like... If you don't like custard, there's something wrong with you. But Yeah, sorry about the people who don't like custard I know, on I've, this I've, podcast. We genuinely I've just offend, I've offended them by saying there's something wrong with you. There's not something wrong with you, I just disagree with you. But the food love. that the food that Mummy makes, and she thinks that she makes them maybe better than uh, the vast majority of people, when we talk about her being a contestant on the Great British Bake Off one day... Pasties. Pasties. Tell us about Mummy's pasties. They're great. What do you eat with them? I normally eat um, HP sauce, Houses of Parliament sauce, Houses and of Parliament Harry Potter sauce. sauce. Harry Potter sauce, yes. <laughs> Actually, it becomes Harry Potter sauce in our house. But houses of Parliament sauce. And I like um, tomato ketchup. Uh, yes. And tomato sauce. Generally on things you do, yeah. But pasties... Uh, Mummy goes through a big process making them. She follows Anne's pasties recipe, Anne's pasties in, in Cornwall, in the Lizard, who actually, uh, Primrose, catered our wedding. We ordered like a hundred pasties for, for our wedding. You weren't, you weren't around then, so you wouldn't know. But uh, Mummy really loves pasties. That sounds odd. One hundred pasties. Yeah, we ordered a hundred pasties. They came into our wedding. I'm going to imagine that for 
like ten minutes now. You can get. You, you, you can take over the podcast for a minute. I'm just gonna imagine. You didn't. You wouldn't have got to eat a hundred pasties yourself. What? It was because we had about a hundred guests at the wedding. Hang on. What? I yeah. just, I just genuinely saw a that. mountain of pasties. <laughs> yes, that's what you're imagining. And frankly, it was a sight, and it was delicious. <laughs> Primus, what about favourite drinks? Oh, favourite drinks. Oh. Well, that's that's before before we say what your favourite drinks might be. What what do you often get to drink with your dinners? Just water, fizzy water. Fizzy water. Yeah, we spice it up a little bit at dinner time. You you drink a fair bit of water, just plain tap water, but. Fizzy water with maybe orange or black currant. In fact, I'm drink- going to drink some right now. You're going to drink some water. Oh yeah, everyone likes to hear drinking um, on a microphone. Oh, that's, that's enough hamming up for the drinking. Thank you. If you were to ask me what my favourite meal, Primrose, what, what do you think my favourite meal would be? No, I know chicken. Chicken? What sort of chicken? Like roast chicken? Yeah. I do like roast chicken. <laughs> I I think I'd really struggle with answering what my favourite food is. I like too many things. Yeah. Most food is my favourite food. <laughs> That's because you're actually quite big. I am quite big. Bigger, deceptively large, deceptively heavy. Heavier than pretty much everyone I know. <laughs> I think he likes eggs. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Scrambled eggs. Oh, baked beans make you burp. And fart. Well, yeah. you, do you know the song about baked beans? I mean, I, I think it's factually potentially inaccurate, but the song we were taught about beans when I was about your age was Beans, beans are good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you... Fart. <laughs> Have you not heard that before? No. There you go. Learning taking place on the podcast right now. <laughs> Now we're going to have a look at some of the emails and messages that have been sent to the podcast since uh, since our last recording, and some of the ones I missed last time as well. Primrose, what's the email address for people that might want to contact us? PrimroseCherryShed at gmail.com Yes, that's the email address. We'd love to hear from you there. You it's can quite also, long. You can also contact us, facebook.com forward slash PrimroseCherryShed. Or, frankly, send a pigeon with a message. We don't mind. We'll, we'll try and read out any messages that we'll we get. We'll try and get a pigeon. We'll try and organise a pigeon that knows how to get to us. And <laughs> drop yeah, that off. might be hard. And put it this way. Any topic we cover on the podcast, we're happy to revive it at any point. So you can always come back to us on these. We heard recently from Diana Pritchard. Now, Diana works at the University of Bedfordshire. And, uh, and so I see her sometimes at the university. And she says, Prim... Delightful podcast, how fun, um, and I especially liked listening to Mummy in the Garden, listening to nature, but then I would, wouldn't I? Because Diana's really into uh, the environment and sustainable futures and things like that. So that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Diana. Yeah, thanks um, for your um, feedback about our podcast. So you know there's going to be more Mummy in the Garden um, before ev- coronavirus ev- stops. Yeah, more Mummy in the Garden in every single episode. Thank you to everyone who responded um, to the fact that the University of Bedfordshire put out a press release about the podcast, which was lovely. Uh, if you can go online, you'll be able to read that press release for yourself. Uh, it's on the Facebook page, Primrose Terry Shed on, on Facebook. Hello to DJ78, who's contacted the, the podcast. Now, Primrose, 
DJ78 is a world-renowned shellac disc DJ. I thought he was a DJ. Well, the clue's in the name, really, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be funny if he wasn't a DJ. (laughs) But DJ78 is often on the BBC, and he also did a DJ set at Mummy and Daddy's wedding... Everything comes back to our wedding, doesn't it? Uh, and he's based in Norwich. And DJ78, Primrose, he contacted us to say, We started listening to the first episode and we're loving it. Prim's a natural, just like her dad. Good. I, just, I was just listening to a bee. Well, yes, I mean, that's a hazard of recording in the shed. We get all the birds and the wildlife right next to us, and, and you can hear plenty of them in this pod. If you like the sound of birds chirping outside, this is the podcast for you. Hello to Ellie and Connie. They enjoyed... It's Connie he- and Ellie. It's the other way round. Connie and Ellie in alphabetical order. They are relatives of us, and, and they enjoyed hearing Old Nanny on the podcast, because we're all related, so that's brilliant. Thank you very much for listening. Hello to Joe, your camping friend, Primrose. <gasps> Joe? Yeah. Joe. Joe. Apparently, he's... Like, are you talking about Joe Wicks? No, not Joe Wicks. No. Joe, for, Joe, your friend from Norwich. Oh, that Joe. Yeah. He's very inspired, apparently, having listened to your podcast. So that's fantastic. Thank you. And you can do this as well, Joe. Um, if, if you, you can, want. If, if you can if, find if, something to record with. Yeah, which is pretty tricky. Learn how to edit some audio. And and that's that's my domain. I'll, I'll one day I'll teach you that. And one day he'll have to um, get some radio equipment in the car, which is going to probably be impossible. I don't know how well, he'll I'll, do that. I think you can get recording equipment relatively easily these days, yes. Primrose. Anyone can do it. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you know what to do. PrimroseTerryShed at gmail.com or find any other way you like to contact us and we'll try and read out as much of your messages and, and feedback and your responses to any of our topics as we can. Thank you. In every podcast we record, we like to uh, have a a section where Primrose reviews one of the many, many books that she's read. She's a keen reader, is Primrose. And uh, today she has a book in front of her by Chris Riddle. Uh, Primrose, could you tell us a little bit about the book that you've chosen? Um, so I've cha- chosen Goth Girl and the Wuthering Fight. It's, she's actually called Ada Goth. Yeah, the character's Ada Goth. These are her governesses. Well, Primrose, they can't see that, so yeah. you're going to have to explain. I'm going to... There's, pi- there's lots of pictures. Them. I'm going to tell them. Okay, so... Okay, so there's Morag M- Macbeat, Herb Poppins... Jane Eyre, Nanny Darling, Becky Blunt, Marlin Dexton. Keen uh, eared people might have sort of recognised a little bit the names of those people because what these books do, these Chris Riddle uh, goth girl books do quite uniquely, is get the adults engaged by uh, referring constantly to old literature. Uh, and, and, and things like that in a, in a fun new way. Uh, Primrose, just so people understand ba- a basic premise, what happens in the goth girl books? So there's always a bit at the end where something dramatic happens. Yeah, where she so, solves a, like a, a, yeah. an issue. In this one, something. there's a werewolf and he wants to tackle this, um, like, this really cheeky boy. Yeah. When do you think this book is set? Like, what point in history? was it? Um, is it, like, now? Definitely not now. It's um, got very old 
old-fashioned furniture, yep. very old-fashioned clothes. Yes, we should explain. There's lots and lots of illustrations in this book. Lots of text, lots of illustration. It's a, it's a visual feast. And I believe that the author, Chris Riddle, uh, does all the illustration as well. Other than the fact that there's normally mysteries to solve and things like that, what what happens? Why should people read it? Why is it interesting? Because um, there's like... It's got dogs in, so there's often a lot of animal chat. Yes. And there's a lot of um, kind of magic. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think these books are like real life? No. Like, what are they like? Fantasy. They're kind of real life and kind of. It's in the middle. Do you think that there's a lot of imagination gone on? There's imagination, mm. and then there's the setting and the clothing. Well, certainly, yeah. yes. It's it's based in a period in history where there's lots of talk about fashion and things like that. It's certainly set in the past. I don't know quite what era it is. I should have done my research. But it's all very old-fashioned. And so what score would you give it out of 10? Probably 10. <gasps> 10? Like, there's no better book. Except Harry Potter. Except for Harry Potter. 10 out of 10 for Ada Goff. Is that for every Ada Goff book you've read? Um. Because there's a few. Yeah. Yeah, all Ada Goff books, 10 out of 10. We recommend them. Uh, probably best read with an adult. And probably best read after you've read Harry Potter. We, we fully recommend. Thank you, Chris Riddle, for your fine work. <laughs> Speaking of riddles, Primrose, it's oh. the time in the podcast that we um, we give the solution to our riddle. So uh, we should probably get on with that. Uh, can you remember what the riddle was? So, the riddle was... What... Really easy to get into and hard to, to get out of. What's really easy to get into and hard to get out of. And the solution is? The answer yeah. is trouble. Oh, it sounds like you, Primrose, always in trouble. I'm not always in trouble, you big liar. No, you're quite right. Thank you, Primrose, uh, for that marvellous riddle. It's the part of the podcast now where we get Mummy in the garden uh, chatting with Primrose. So, Primrose, are you there? Yes, I am. And you're in the garden, and who are you with? Mummy. Brilliant. So uh, maybe, uh, Primrose, you can have a chat with Mummy about uh, all things garden-related. Okay. Mummy, I was thinking today that we might like to do a garden walk. How about that? I'd love to join you. Brilliant. Okay, why, don't, why don't we set off? Over near the shed, we've got the water butts, haven't we, Mummy? Yes, we harvest the rainwater from our little shed and our kitchen roof, and we use that to water the garden. Okay, and over here, we've got the Wendy house. Yes, you were very lucky to inherit this playhouse from Luke and Emma, who lived here before, and that's had a really good clear-out, actually, hasn't it, in the last few days? So it's all beautiful and ripe for playing in. Over at the right, the back of the garden, we've got the slide. You're very lucky to have that, aren't you? And you've got your lovely trampoline too, thanks to Nanny Jew. Now we're going to go back to the shed. That's our garden tour. Uh, we did miss out, um, like, the really Pacific things. Well, I quite, um, I quite enjoyed hearing yeah. about some of the things in our garden. It'll give listeners a good idea on some of the things that you like to play with, Prim. 
tell us a little bit about um, what you and Mummy are planning to get up to over Easter. Primrose and I talked yesterday about the fact that it is the full moon today. She's at her fullest today as we gazed through the window at her last night and we thought it might be nice to do something to mark that. So we said tonight we were going to have a bath, get into our pyjamas and then come back out into the garden. And what were we going to do, Primrose? We were going to have a fire. Yeah, so we were going to use the fire pit to light a fire. Bake marshmallows. Yeah, we're going to toast some marshmallows as well. And a few couple of weeks ago, we lit fires using goose grass and reed mace and char cloth. But I've got something else that we could do. Shall we have a look at it? Yes. Mm. A couple of weeks ago, Primrose and I went for a walk and we found something that's called King Alfred's Cakes. Could you describe those, Primrose? So they're like mushrooms, sort of. What do they look like? They they look like um, brown hazelnuts. <laughs> they do. They look a bit like conkers, don't they? Um, and what we can do with these is to grind them down to a powder and use those to light our fire. And I found out why they're called King Alfred's Cakes. Do you have any ideas why they're called that? They look like King Alfred's Cakes. I think it is because they look like King Alfred's cakes because apparently, Prim, he was a bad baker and so he must have burnt his cakes and made them look pretty bad. Um, So we thought we might try that and also we thought that we might make some charcoal in our little tin because we're lucky enough to have a few whips of willow which we can cut up, put in our tin, put the tin in our fire and make some lovely pieces of charcoal like this. And I thought maybe next week then we could do some charcoal art. What do you think? Sounds good. Thank you, Mummy, for another great Mummy in the Garden. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Great job, everyone. So that's about all we've got time for in uh, this episode of the podcast. A big thank you to you all for, for listening. We really appreciate your company, don't we, Prim? Yep, we do. And uh, we really want your interaction in a future episode. How can people email us? By primroseterryshed at gmail.com. Primroseterryshed at gmail.com. Very good. We will probably re, uh, be recording another episode after Easter at some point, so there'll be a or little in gap. Easter. I, ima- I, ima- I Well, you never know, but I imagine it'll be after the Easter weekend has, uh, has finished, so there might be a little gap between uh, this one and the next one. The podcast was presented by uh, Primrose Lee and Terry Lee, produced by Primrose Lee, edited by Terry Lee. All imaging and music is by Primrose Lee, and our artwork is by Stu Elvin. That is Stu with a double O. That's it. You knows it. Thank you for joining us, Primrose and Terry, in the shed. shed. Goodbye. Goodbye.